podcast get ready to ride along on our florida road tour powered by kohler engines xmart toro's horizon 360 and the debt-free landscaper we are traveling the sunshine state talking with green industry leaders discovering best practices and practical strategies to maximize profits and now here's your host best-selling author of the new book cut that grass and make that cash paul jameson All right. What's up, everybody? This is the kickoff to the Florida Road Tour, and I'm here with James in Freeport, Florida. What's up, James? Man, we are glad to have you. Or we're in Niceville, Georgia. <laughs> or we're in Florida. Yeah, he doesn't know where he's at. I we're, don't know where I'm at. There's a big body of water right there. Is that yeah, the ocean? Yeah, we're in Niceville, Florida. Okay. Florida Panhandle. Okay. In between Pensacola and Panama City. Okay. Yeah. Right down the road is Freeport. And that's where your business is. It is. But there's not that many hotels around there, so I stayed over here. Yeah, you're right. There's not a a lot of anything. Kind of a rural area. Okay. Yeah, it's a great place to live. And what's this body of water out here? Is that the uh, Gulf of Mexico? Well, it turns into the Choctatchee Bay. Choctatchee Bay turns into the Gulf of Mexico. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. It is. I was born right down here, the street here in Valparaiso, Florida. Okay. Which actually stands for Vale of Paradise. Okay. So when they came up with Niceville, Florida, it's next to Vale of Paradise. Really? So let's make it Niceville. Valparaiso, is that the basketball team that always plays in the March Madness? Uh, no, it's not. Oh, it's different. <laughs> yeah, it is. Okay. <laughs> There's also Valparaiso Islands and Valparaiso all over the world, but this is oh. Valparaiso. We have a Eglin Air Force Base. Okay. Formerly Eglin Field. Yeah. Back in the 50s and 60s. It's the world largest land mass base in the world. Wow. Yeah, it's 20 miles north and south, 80 miles east and west. Okay. That's a big patch of land. Yeah, so you were born here in Florida. Yeah. White sandy beaches, light (laughs) blue seas. Well, we don't have sand. We have quartz. Okay. So when you walk on it, it makes a noise. Yeah. Like a squeaking noise. Yeah. We have quartz comes up from the Gulf, and it's about 100 miles east of us and 100 miles west, and that's the only place you can find it. Okay. Yeah, so a lot of people go down to Miami South Beach thinking I'm going to be on a white sandy beach where you get to Jacksonville East, that's sand, Uh huh. and it's not white. Yeah. So only the Panhandle or the Emerald Coast yeah. has the white quartz, okay. which people call sand. Okay, so it's really quartz. <laughs> it is. Spell that. C-O-U-R-T-S? Q. Q. Yeah, quartz. quartz. Yeah, like a mineral. I always thought it was sand. No, it's quartz. That's why it squeaks when you walk on it. Okay. Yeah. But it's beautiful. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. And the and the the ocean or the Gulf of Mexico's light blue waters. 
it is. Here it is. But yeah. you go north or south of us, and it's not. How many miles is it? Uh, it's about 100 miles. Where it's, the, you yeah, got it's the green. quartz, the yeah. white quartz, and, and the, the, green the greenish water. waters. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and I was going to stay and I appreciate you and your wife looking at this awesome hotel and I was going to stay there and walk on the beach in the morning before I go to Tampa. Sure. And then the weather report was raining and, and a little cooler. And I thought I better um, save that for later in the trip. Oh, you did the right thing. Yeah. I mean, it's beautiful everywhere down here. I mean, you're not going to stay at a bad place. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to Tampa Bay tomorrow. Yeah. Well, yeah, you, you and a few others. Yeah, <laughs> and I didn't know this. Uh, <laughs> There's a football game down there. I heard. Yeah, Super Bowl, and and Jason Creole, he's, he's like, can you? Do you know Jason Creole? Oh yeah, yeah, from Alabama. Right. He uh, says, can you pick me up at the airport? Well, you got, you can't say no. <laughs> you right. know? That's like when someone asks you to, can you help me move? It's like I always feel obligated. You know, so I wanted to say no, right? But I have to say yes. Do you know what I'm talking about? Sure. Yeah. We say yes. We say yes all the time. We got a train. We got a practice to say no. Well, I wrote a whole chapter in my book. book. I did yeah. a whole podcast. I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. Right. It's hard to even say no to Jason Creole, you know, yeah. it's it like, bro, Uber, you know, Uber, <laughs> Uber. Better for everybody. Oh, but no, nah, I, I, uh, he listens to my show. So Jason, I love you, brother. But, um, I said, what time does your flight come in? And he said, um, five o'clock. And I said, to Sarasota and Tampa. I was like, the kickoff's like 6.30. We're, I'm going to pick you up. And I looked, and the airport's pretty close to that stadium. Yeah. So you think uh, there's going to be traffic? Yeah, Tampa's beautiful, too, especially down on the Riverwalk. Okay. And I think that's where you're going to be on Yeah, the are you going to come down? Yeah, I think I am going to come down. I've had okay. a couple of queries on this uh, Instagram. I'm not a social media person, you know. We do okay. have a YouTube page. Yeah. We never posted anything. And we also have a uh, Facebook page, and we never post anything. Okay. But the Instagram from last year when I met you, mm -hmm. and you actually loaded At the, the podcast. Yeah. event. Yeah. yeah. We're in the elevator, and, and you grab my phone and say, hey, man, here. It, here it is right here. I never even had a podcast on my phone, you know, until <laughs> I started listening to you. Yeah. And then I So you started listening. I, I was skeptical after I signed you up. I didn't know if you, could, you would figure it out. We were in the lobby there, and I was oh, like, yeah. You, yeah. you did. Yeah, I did figure it out. And then I started listening, and then uh, you know I got some uh, earbuds. Okay. You know I've been through three or four set of those trying to listen, and, and man, you can learn so much. Yeah. You know if you're thinking about your business, your business is going to improve. And if you hear other people struggling in their business or doing well in their business, your business is going to improve. Yeah. Basically, just good creates more good. Absolutely. You know, versus listening to something else. Yeah. Well, here's what we're going to do, James. Speaking of business, we're going to dive into the details of your business. You have a lot of unique things that you were explaining to me in Mississippi when we met that you do different than a lot of other companies in a good way, uh, in a way that can really drive deeper profitability. So we look forward to hearing the story of Freeport Lawn Care here in Florida. But uh, we're going to kick it over for a minute to the best producer in the biz. He's back in Georgia, quarterback in the show. So, Mr. Producer, go ahead and take it away. More of Paul's interview with James Middleton coming up after a quick timeout to get you caught up on some quality products and services you can take advantage of, courtesy of our Florida tour sponsors. But first, I've just been blown away by the quality of the all-new Green Industry Podcast website. I remember having a conversation with Paul, oh, probably a year ago. I said, dude, what's, what's up with the janky website? And somehow in the middle of running a business and a podcast and writing his best-selling book, Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, uh, he found the time to create 
what I think is just an amazing looking website. Of course, you can pick up an autographed copy of the book there, and there's an ever-growing list of resources we will be telling you about in the days ahead. Do me a favor, after today's show, or if you've got the ability to do two or three things at once, check out greenindustrypodcast.com. Kohler introduces an industry-first 300-hour oil change kit. The innovative oil change kit includes new Kohler Pro 10W50 full synthetic oil and Kohler Pro Extended Life oil filter, which when paired together, triple the oil change interval in Kohler gas engines from 100 hours to 300 hours. You can reduce your annual oil change costs by up to 50% while improving equipment uptime and productivity. Kohler Pro 10W50 oil is engineered for increased wear protection under extreme operating conditions. Kohler Pro 300-hour oil change kits are available for most Kohler engines. Contact your local Kohler authorized dealer to learn more about Kohler Pro 300-hour oil change kits. Make the business part of your landscape business easier and more efficient with Horizon 360 business management software from Toro. It's built by contractors for contractors, helping you simplify business tasks like crew scheduling, equipment management, estimating, invoicing, and more. You'll say goodbye to clutter and chaos and hello to streamlined management and a better bottom line. Check it out at horizon360.toro.com. It's the Green Industry Podcast Florida Tour, brought to you by Xmark. All right. Well, thank you a lot to Mr. Producer for it. We couldn't do this tour without him, so I appreciate him quarterbacking the show back in Georgia. And we always love uh, hearing what he's got to say on the Fullerton Unfiltered podcast. And we're honored to have him uh, teaming up with us for the Florida tour. So, James, somebody who's never heard of Freeport Lawn Care, give us the um, synopsis of who you guys are and what you guys do. Short grass, uh, well, tall grass short. <laughs> everybody goes everybody's got an elevator switch yeah hey what do you do man tall grass short yeah, yeah you got tall grass we cut it short yeah we kind of run a unique uh thing we don't uh we work in one zip code three two uh four three nine mm-hmm. you know i took a picture put it on instagram we have a seven mile north on monday we run seven miles east on tuesday seven miles south on wednesday thursday we run west mm-hmm. seven miles that's all we do we when you say we who, who's we well, it's a three-person team. We have three iPhones and one iPad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm James Middleton. My wife, Sybil Middleton, QC Quality Control. Mm-hmm. Looks at everything. You know, something's mm-hmm. not going right or looking right. You know, small town. Mm-hmm. And then my son, Jesse, owns Freeport Lawn Care. He started it when he was 10. Okay. Yeah. Started when he was 10. It, it's a simple story. Uh, he asked me for $20. I told him no. I said, there's a lawnmower in the yard. Go next door and see if I'll give you $20. It ain't going to be me. Yeah. You know, hang around me very long. I mean, I'd be buying a second or third lunch, you know. Yeah. But, uh, and it grew from there. He said, hey, if I get 10 yards, can you buy me a decent lawnmower? And I said, you know, I'll think about it. You know, whatever. He was get, still 10? Yeah, he's 10 years old. Wow. Just kicking around the neighborhood. Yeah. He needed money. He asked me. I said, no. <laughs> so it just worked out. He yeah. got 10 yards. At 10 years old. Yeah. And um, Sheriff's Department came knocking on the door with the president of the HOA and said, hey. We can't have your son, Jesse, cutting grass in our neighborhood. If he's fall or get hurt or get injured or destroy somebody's property, you know, the HOA would be liable, you know, and we could be sued. Yeah. yeah. He said, you can't do this. And I said, that's fine. Thank you. I appreciate the information. Just came inside. 
And Jesse's thinking, you know, why can't I cut grass? Want to cut grass? I said, well, let's Google it. You know, let's find out what you need. So just put the onus back on him, you know, back on him, get rid of him, Mm -hmm. give him something to do. He needs to learn how life works. Yeah. You know what I mean? They came back and talked to some of his friends at school and said, you know, all I got to do is get an occupational license, get a bank account, and I get liability insurance. He said, you don't have to have an age to own a business, and you don't have to have an age to get an account or buy insurance. Yeah. 10-year-olds figured all this out? Well, help. You know, mm-hmm. and he said, Hey, I can do this. Mm. And I said, Well, I tell you what, let's, let's figure it out. Let's, you know, fictitious name, let's Google it. Anybody else has it? Yeah. I said, I'll check into the insurance. I said, I don't want to put you on my account. I don't want to set up a banking account with you. I don't want to have insurance with you. I said, I'd rather just have all this stand alone. So I figured it wouldn't, it would collapse anyway. Uh-huh. You know, so he's 10 years old, right? Right. Well, he did it. He got occupational license and he bought some insurance from a friend of mine and uh, there he's got liability insurance. He's got a little business license and he's got a little push mower, you know, and the uh, first guy's house he knocked on was the sheriff you know, president of HOA. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, the, you know, yeah. this kid can't be going around cutting grass. Yeah. And apparently there's no child labor law against a 10 year old cutting grass in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So that was about the end of it. The next year came around. He's on what this, did the HOA, did they, they can be funny sometimes that they, that well, they have still funny. cut the grass. Or, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, uh, did they tell him no, no, he, it's a viable business. Yeah. You know, he has a business. License. But that, for that customer, did they turn him down or did he cut the grass for the president of the HOA? No, he, he was trying to stick it to the man on the oh. HOA deal, you know? Okay. You know? Yeah. He was just trying to shine a little light his direction. I got you. A little special love. Yeah. How old is he now? 25. Okay. So it's 15. This is 15 years ago. It is. 16 years. Well, really, yeah. But yeah. Going on 16 in June. Yeah. Okay. So then what, what happened those first few years for it to get you and your wife involved? Well, it's kind of clunky the first couple of years. You know, he's doing it when he can. When 10, he can. 11, and 12 years yeah, old. 10, yeah, 10, 11, 12. He's just in the neighborhood. Yeah. You know, he's just got a reputation for being the kid with the mower. Yeah. You know, and all the other kids looked up to him, I think, because he did kind of stick it to the man, so to speak. Everybody's small community, you know, everybody knew, hey, this guy went around, this guy at the HOA, and he's a tool, you know. Yeah. So he had kind of a, a, a reputation for getting stuff done or whatever. Yeah. And he did good work, and so he got paid. And uh, it took us two, three years to figure out he had money. You know, he was getting paid. Yeah. And he was using PayPal. Okay. And uh, you don't have to be a certain age to get an email account. And yeah. you don't have to be a certain age to have a PayPal account. Yeah. And I, I just, you know, he had a PayPal account. He'd take a picture before and after the yard. Yeah. And send him an invoice. Wow. And they got paid. And a lot of times you got paid the same day. Yeah. And uh, we still do that today. Okay. <laughs> Nothing. It's funny. We've never made any changes to his business plan. We may have made an improvement, mm-hmm. but we don't make a change just to change. Yeah. We've never had weekly billing or monthly billing or anything like that. Now, we did still- you and your wife have uh, full-time jobs when, when your son, you know, the, the you thought the business was going to flop and it didn't. Well, how, how did you transition from, what were you guys doing? And then how, when was that tipping point where you were like, we need to help uh, Jesse? <laughs> well, that's a funny story. We got a civil, uh, this countermeasure for Estee Lauder. Okay. Uh, my wife's beautiful. Okay. And we're recently married. Uh, I'm still in the coachable phase. Okay. Yeah, I've only been married 32 years. Okay. So I'm still. <laughs> Estee Lauder, that's, what is that? Cosmetics, perfume. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's what she did. Okay. And she's she's still still doing that. I did construction. 
Okay. Yeah, I worked for Scans, got to build bridges. Okay. I was a tugboat captain. I ran a pile driving rig. Oh, fun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it's fun, man. When you can build something in your hands and you see something in your eyes that you created or you helped create, you're part yeah. of a team. It's, it's just no better feeling. Yeah. There's really not, you know, I, I'm a little builder now. I can't do that aggressive type work. We did straight production work, you know, working through a, uh, straight through on a tugboat, you know, yeah. and uh, driving piles for bridges. It's a, uh, it's big boy work. Yeah. You know, so I, I got a good work ethic. I think Jesse picks up on that, yeah. you know, and, uh, he kept going, kept going to school. And, you know, I think one, I think he got his driver's license, you know, 15, 16. Yeah. So that's kind of a soft summer for, you know, he still did it, you know, to pick up cash. Yeah. But really the burn wasn't really there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that kind of faded. And then uh, once he started driving, he had some friends that were kicking around and he'd hired some of his friends, you know, to work with him and they built the business up. Uh, I'm the original underwriter okay. as far as funding for everything. Yeah. Um, he got 10 or 15 yards and said, you know, I'd like to have a zero turn mower. And I said, well, let's do some research, figure it out. You know, we're figuring out how much money we're going to spend on it or whatever. I said, I would like to get paid back the same year. Mm-hmm. You know, if I invested, I'd want my money back. Mm-hmm. So we, that's how we kind of learn what things cost and, you know, how much you need to make that kind of thing. And uh, it just kept on going. It slowed down and stopped, slowed down and stopped. We had a, a person in our neighborhood that owned a business. Another guy worked at the Air Force Base. So through those contacts, Jesse was able to get the Joint Strike Force building at England Air Force Base. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was wild. Yeah. And that's when we realized, you know, we got to figure this out. Yeah. We got to figure out some logistics, some equipment, hire some people, you know. Yeah. And so then he started doing stuff early working. I remember he'd get up at uh, one in the morning, go cut grass, you know. And I said, man, that's freaking awesome, dude. How was it lit up? It's little like a parking lot. We go out there now. Oh, you go really? to the, yeah, like a football game, oh, okay. stadium. I mean, it's lit up like. So you can yeah. mow at 1 a.m. Oh, yeah, sure you can. And especially around the front of those buildings, you don't be mowing during the daylight because all those are GS employees. They all drive nice cars. Mm-hmm. And you got to take care of the parking lot. And they got river rock all around those metal Ooh. buildings out there. It's just a bad environment. So yeah. for line trimming and stuff, you want to get out there and at least clean up the fronts, tuck everything in, blow everything out before cars start coming. Yeah. Because, man, you take one of those commercial mowers, they'll sling a, you know, a rock or oh. a piece of rubber. I mean, they're deadly. Yeah. You know? This is the first, this is episode 348, I think, of the podcast. I've never heard of someone mowing at night. That's really cool. Yeah, you mow when you can. You, yeah. yeah, 1 a.m., 2 a.m. I know the, the guys that plow that snow make that dough. They'll do it out 3 a.m. This is the first time I've ever heard of someone mowing at 1 a.m. Yeah, well, it's cool. In the summertime, you, you talk about July and August. Yeah. Keep everything cool. Keep everything have, Um, I've been watching YouTube, all these like pythons and alligators and all these cro- crocodiles. You ever see any of that stuff down here? Yeah, we have water moccasins. If you'll see it all our, um, you know, on the Instagram. Okay. You know, we all have snake boots. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't like snakes. We kill a water moccasin once a week at least, but we know where they're at. We know where to look for. We know, look, the environment is dark. It's cold. So in the properties that we go to, we know where they're going to be. And you just got to pay attention because somebody gets bit every year. Not somebody, meaning my family, but somebody in the industry gets bit. Really? Yeah, we all try and chip in and help out when we can, you know. But you got What happens when they get bit? Do they die or they they just- Oh, nobody dies. Uh, What we do- uh, before we start work, it starts getting springtime, we're going to call the different hospitals in the local area, and we're going to find out who has the antivenom. Every hospital doesn't stock antivenom because it's extremely expensive, and it only lasts for so long. It may only last for 30 days, okay? Really? So before we start work, we're going to have a plan of action, you know, EAP, emergency action plan. Okay. If somebody gets bit, 
you know, we know we're taking them to Twin Cities. We know we're taking them to Phoenix. We know we're taking them to Crestview because that's where the anti-venom is. Wow. Yeah, and it's so not- once the water moccasin bites someone, how long do they have to get the anti-venom? Well, us personally, I've never been with somebody when they've been bit. I've been in the area. I've just never been with them. But, you know, probably an hour, two, three, four hours to half a day. What you want to do is locate the bite. Once you locate the bite, circle it with a pen or a marker, write the time on it. Uh-huh. And as that infection starts to spread, kind of write it down every 15 minutes. And that way, so paramedics get there, fire department gets there. You're transporting when they get there. They get real good data. And that's what they need, you know, where where's the, where's the bite and where's the infection? And, hey, it bit me at 10.08 in the morning. This is a 10.30. This is 10, you know, 11 o'clock. It's 11, it's if, so they can kind of see. Wow. And so you be, know somebody that's happened to. Oh, yeah, Kevin. Uh, uh, an associate of ours that does lawn care work right there down from the house. And uh, he was line trimming backwards, and we don't do it. Uh-huh. We don't line trim backwards. You see us line trimming? We line trim forward. So you can see, yeah. I see, yeah, we can see. That. The last thing we do is step on a water moccasin or step on anything or step over or run into stuff. So we all line trim forward. And it works a lot better for us the way we do things here. So what Kevin do? Yeah, he fell down and got bit and uh, called the 911 and they picked him up and he's fine. You know, it's just, it's going to be sore. It's going to be tender. It's going to swell. You know, the antivitamin, you may have a reaction to that where it's like cold sweats, fevers, that kind of stuff. You're going to be sick, but you're going to be rolling 10 days. You're going to doing it again. Yeah. I had to chop a head off a rattlesnake at Lake Oconee. Yeah, that we was got, scary. Yeah, we got pygmy rattlers here. They're smaller snakes. We also have coral snakes that get into swimming pools, screens, and filters and stuff. Oh, man. So you just got to pay attention. But this is, you know, we, we moved to their environment. You know, they didn't move into our environment. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we came down here and moved in. So when I'm down in Tampa Bay, would we got to watch for anything down there? Yeah, Tampa Bay, you're fine, man. Yes. Really? Look at the population. You know, we live in a less populated area. We live in the, you know, the, the yards are bigger. You know, okay. the older estates and stuff like that that have yeah. those type things. So what, what about are, these Python videos I've been watching on YouTube? They're Pythons, like, Florida's invaded by Python. They are. Yeah, Everglades. What do you mean? Everglades Python. Okay. Yeah, they have Everglades Python issues down in South Florida, not here. We not here. Have, not here, no. no. Them things are scary. Well, somebody They're told big. me that uh, they brought them in like for a pet or something. They flushed them down the toilet or something or they didn't want them or something. And then they ended up all in the Everglades or something. But I don't know how the pythons get. That may be worth the Google, but we don't have them here. Okay. You know? We have uh, diamondbacks and uh, rattlesnakes, you know, and then we got the coral snake and the water moccasins. And we got some black snakes. But uh, yeah, we kill a snake every week. And we, well, how do you, you have a, a gun uh, with a snake pellet or, or you, what do you use? A machete? Well, it depends, shovel? It depends on where we're at. Your hand? <laughs> the, uh, the last one I killed, Jesse was with me and we, uh, we were a friend of ours, a state that we mow, you know, and uh, I was running the skag. I think I was running the 52, the uh, 30. I don't know which one I was running, but I was running and we're cutting at five inches of height. This guy's got a lot of Pensacola, but hey, it's about a three or four acre property, you know? Okay. And I, I roll over this thing and I see something moving on my right hand side. And it's a dang cottonmouth snake, right? So I just squeeze around a little bit. And what I do, I drop the mowing deck down, down, down. to zero, right? Yeah. And I hook it to the right because I'm running the open shoot, okay? Uh-huh. So this snake's dead, right? So I come back around the other way and cut him in half again. And I ease back. And the snake's about three pieces. And then I realize I have just ruined this guy's yard. 
Oh. Man, I, I was cutting, and his yard was perfect. His yard was beautiful. Yeah. And I hacked that yard up, man. Oh, man. I hacked that yard to pieces, man, when I was jerking around and trying yeah. to kill that snake. And so it's right along the driveway. So I got off of it. Jesse came up there, and I got the uh, 150 little uh, line trimmer, and I just tried to feather it all out. And I made like Smooth a bowl. Yeah, yeah, I made like a bowl. Yeah. You know, with the mower, I kept it lower and I stepped it up. I stepped yeah. it up from like one inch, two inch, three inch, four inch, five, and I stepped it up like a bowl. Yeah. So it, to make it look like there was, you know, design. We were doing something. Uh, yeah. yeah, man. But I do, man. I messed up. What did the homeowner yard. say? Oh, he didn't say anything. Most of these guys live out of town. It's a second home, you okay. know, or third home. You know, we, we take pictures before and after, remember? Yeah. You know, of everything. So that's how, yeah. that's how we get paid. We, we charge people daily. We have receipt daily receipts, even though they may not pay us in three or four months, especially if we're doing like a contract out of Eglin. Uh-huh. You know, we do it when we do the work because it helps us. If somebody calls us, say, can you tell me when the last time you mowed here? Yeah, sure. You just flip on the PayPal. It's a boom right there. Mm-hmm. I know we were there because we took before and after pictures. You got them. Mm-hmm. So it keeps us, it helps us for bookkeeping standpoint, but we still do daily. We bill out daily. Okay. Get money daily, and we bill out daily. Awesome. Well, coming up in tomorrow's episode, we're going to dive into the details. I I, you, I wasn't prepared for the Florida wildlife tutorial. <laughs> sorry about that. No, I'm not. You're not sorry. I I need uh, trained. I, I'm I'm <laughs> focused. I, I don't want to uh, encounter alligator, crocodile, python. Yeah. Well, oh. shoot them, man, because uh, running people I, I don't yard. have my gun with me. Oh, yeah, well. And I think I don't know if anyone else is bringing theirs because they're flying down. Yeah. yeah. So we're, we're, uh, we got our hands. <laughs> no, just run. Run? <laughs> yeah, run. What about the alligator and crocodiles? Alligators, man, we'll leave, you know, golf courses around here, we have alligators and we have problems sometimes. They have gotten a couple of small dogs of my clients. You know, the alligators. Yeah, the small little dogs. I guess yeah, Yorkies or Chuffy. Yeah, a little fluffy. Yeah, they will get those dogs. And I had a neighbor, uh, her friend or sister or somebody had lost a dog. They never did find it, mm-hmm. you know, and then they found the collar and the leash or whatever down there by the lake. So they just figured, Hey, I don't think it got stolen. I just think, you know, an alligator got it, man. That's sad. So, um, we're, we're going to stay by the beach. What, what wildlife do we have to contend with down there? Nothing. Like right on the sand and the, the water, hey, nothing. You're fine. Just relax. Have fun. You sure? Yeah. Six feet away. <laughs> you got to stay six feet away, man, but you'll be fine. Okay. All right. Well, coming up tomorrow, we're going to get into the nooks and crannies, the details of uh, James' business here in Freeport, uh, um, Freeport, Florida. That's where we are, right? Yep. All right. We're going to kick it back to Mr. Producer. I'm going to work on my transitions uh, this um this tour, Marty, I know you guys give me a hard time for uh, not uh, being a little bit more smooth, but I hope you, uh, I know you don't like snakes. Mr. Producer told me the story of uh, he had a snake in his garage, a snake in his basement. That's scary, man. <laughs> so hopefully he got rid of them and uh, we will have a wildlife free rest of our Florida tour. Kick it back to you, Mr. Producer. Yeah, I just figure all my reptile problems are bad karma for flushing that baby alligator down the commode. Hey, but that was in the 70s, so good luck proving that I'm the guy that did that. Hey, it's Marty. If you're tired of, uh, well, flushing money down the toilet because you just don't have the knowledge you need to succeed, let me recommend Paul's brand new bundle of products and services over at greenindustrypodcast.com. We told you about the launch of the website a few minutes ago. 
the bundle has Paul's rate increase letter. It's got his user agreement template, also the pricing matrix that he brought to you guys here a couple of weeks ago. You get both of his e-trainings, the roadmap to success, and know your numbers. He's throwing in a one-on-one private coaching session, obviously after the Florida tour uh, wraps up where you can discuss your business. Uh, We're going to put in an autographed copy of Cut That Grass and Make That Cash. Now, the bundle is just going to give you a competitive edge. It is available at a ridiculously low price. And that's just our way of saying thank you to our podcast listeners. Please check it out today at greenindustrypodcast.com. And make sure to start your day off with part two of Paul's interview tomorrow morning. Oh, and by the way, keep an eye out for snakes and gators. Hey guys, Brian Fullerton here. You might've heard me talk about how I'm always looking to invest in myself and take my life and my business to the next level. In the past, I've taken my friend Mike Fidel out for steak dinners so I could pick his brain and gain some valuable insight on how to grow my business. Fidel is now offering his coaching calls over at his website, debtfreelandscaper.com. And honestly, they're a real bargain. Like half of what a couple of steaks from Mike and I used to eat over at BlackRock used to cost. Fidel changed my business, he's changed my life, and that's why I'm happy to recommend him as a lucrative resource for you. Make this year the year you invest in yourself. And of course, don't forget to use Brian's 10, which saves 10% on all items at debtfreelandscaper.com. You have been listening to the Green Industry Podcast. Thanks again to the Debt-Free Landscaper, Toro's Horizon 360, Xmark, and Kohler for powering our Florida road tour. Support our sponsors and check out their products as we've provided the links in today's show notes. There you will also find the link to Paul's new book, Cut That Grass and Make That Cash. And of course, don't forget to smash that subscribe button and stay up to date with future episodes as the tour rolls on. This has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production.